So welcome to the Expert Edge. Today, we're going to be doing something really different. So this is going to be part one of a two-part training series for you all around signature story. Uh, the feedback I get from students and from my audience is that they love learning about signature story, which, and so I hope you do uh, because you're a part of it. And so this training is going to be part one, and we're going to dive deep in this particular training all around the philosophy of story and really unpacking, and I'm going to take you through a practical exercise to discover an experience that you can tell a signature story from, right? And there's also, by the way, I've got some really cool gifts to give away as a part of this training. So uh, make sure you you listen to the whole thing. It's not too long. I've tried to keep it short, but it's, it's going to really make a big impact. And then part two of the training series, we're going to dive deep into some of the structure of story and, and really drawing out the concepts and ideas in your signature story and using them to really entertain, engage, and even enroll people into your program. So it's going to be insane. It's going to be awesome. Uh, I just, in fact, I just recorded the episode and it freaking is awesome. <laughs> so you're going to love it. Let's get into it and uh, we'll talk soon. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. All right, so let's get into this signature story training right now. So like I mentioned, this is part one of a two-part training series where we're get, you're going to really discover and share your signature stories. Plus, I've got a really cool gift for you at the end, so make sure you hang around. So here's some of the challenges when it comes to telling stories. Well, first of all, one of the biggest challenges is that people just feel like they don't have stories. In fact, one of my students, uh, I remember chatting with her and, and she originally said, Colin, I, I don't think I have a signature story. I don't think I know what my signature story is. Now, I don't know about you, but a lot of people say that to me originally before they learn some of the stuff that you're going to learn today. So this is the first challenge. The second challenge is that you might feel like uh, your stories aren't good enough. So you feel like the stories that you're sharing are not good enough. In other words, they're not like interesting enough. Maybe you think or you've told yourself, you've made up this belief that, oh, you're not the person at the parties who tell the funny stories or tell the good stories. Now, let me let you in on a secret. The, the training that we're going to do in part two of this, I'm going to go deeper into the technical aspects of telling story. But part one, this part is about understanding what story does. And then secondly, we're going to do a really practical exercise for you where you can discover the experiences that will craft your signature story. So you're going to walk away from this first part one of the two-part series with a list of really powerful experiences that you can share a signature story. So, so, that will address this second fear of this fear of like you don't have good enough stories or you don't have any stories, right? And then the third fear is that they feel like they can't tell stories in an engaging way. Yeah, that like that they don't know how to tell stories. And we're gonna, I'm gonna share with you some of the technical aspects of that in part two. Does that make sense? 
So this is the first learning that I want you to write down or put in your memory banks if you're running or listening, listening to it in the car. The first learning is this, that you will learn about any sort of storytelling, is that when you are telling a story to an adult, never tell them you're about to tell a story. <laughs> like, have you ever been maybe at a presentation and the speaker makes that mistake and they're like, can I tell you a story? And like, yeah, you're going to go, yes. But in your mind, you're thinking a story, really? Like, do I really have to listen to a story? Am I three years old? Now, this is the thing is that your unconscious mind freaking loves stories. But your conscious mind that thinks you're all educated and sophisticated, too sophisticated for stories, says to you, Oh, really? And so just as the first note, never tell an adult audience that you're going to tell them a story, okay? <laughs> so you don't need permission to tell stories. I remember I was in uh, the Sierra Mountains area in the US and I was a student. By the way, did you notice I didn't ask you permission to start this story? I, I carry on. So I'm in the Sierra Mountains and I'm sitting in my dorm with one of my good friends, Chris. And we're just having a conversation because we've been living in this snow town for quite some time. We were very familiar with the area. We were familiar with, with the place. We were familiar with the people. And I, to be honest, I was a little bit bored. I was a little bit you know, just stifled, feeling like I needed to get out, feeling like I needed to mix something up. I was just outright bored. Now, I don't know if you've ever felt like that before, but I was living in this place, in this town that for me represented, you know, a little bit of boredom. So I wanted to mix things up. And now what I knew was that there was this big mountain set, as actually referred to as the Sierra Sierra Mountains, this big mountains mountain set behind some of the local shops. And I'd only seen it when we'd gone shopping a few times with my friend. And I remember one day I said to Chris, hey, what do you think about climbing those mountains and snowboarding down, down the backside of them? And he was like, oh, that sounds pretty intense, but that would be pretty cool. And I remember for me feeling quite nervous about climbing these mountains because they were huge like they were massive and they were out of bounds there was no safety there was no kind of reassurance that everything it would go well and I'd never done it before but I remember after a few conversations and a few beers or beers uh, we we decided we were going to climb the Sierra mountains so what we did is we we headed we caught our bus uh, out to the shop area and we started walking behind the shops and for about an hour or so, we walked out to the base of the mountain. I remember looking up at this, this huge kind of summit and thinking, oh my gosh, like this is going to be a long way. And so I put my snowboard on my back and my snowboard boots on and we started hiking up this mountain. I remember about an hour into the hike itself, stopping and looking at Chris and going, I don't know about you, but are you exhausted? Like, my legs were starting to really burn. I was starting to get cramps in my calves. And I was really starting to feel, you know, that, that intense fatigue quite early on in the climb because it was a really steep climb. And I hadn't anticipated 
the level of exhaustion, the level of intensity of this whole experience. And he, he was saying exactly the same. He's saying, this is so intense. But I remember he said to me, hey, we committed to this mountain. Let's keep going. So even though we were exhausted, we decided to keep going. And I remember about halfway up, about like two hours into the climb, I noticed some shifts in the clouds, like the weather started to change. And if you've been in any sort of, you know, extreme territories, you've noticed that that weather can change really quickly. And I remember chatting with Chris going, oh my gosh, like, did we even check the weather? I totally forgot. And so all of a sudden, this snow started to come and then sleet and then the wind picked up and we started to get hit on our faces. And I, and I remember telling myself, my gosh, like what have we gotten ourselves into? <laughs> I don't know if you've ever told yourself that before. But I, I remember kind of getting to that point and, and we were chatting about it going, are we going to keep going? And we decided to keep going. And I remember hiking up and we got to about three quarters of the way up the mountain and all this like mist had come over the mountain. And in fact, before when we started the mountain climb, we could see the top, but now I couldn't. In fact, three quarters of the way through this journey, it was less clear around the outcome than it was at the start. And that sense of confusion, that sense of overwhelm was really coming over us. And we once again had to get to that place of decision of going, are we going to keep on moving towards our goal? And we decided to, and we kind of gathered together and we hiked up. And I remember coming up as we kind of like came through that cloud area and we came above it to the top of the mountain and it was actually crystal clear above there. And I remember getting to the top of this summit and looking around and, and just seeing this beautiful like 360 degree view of of these of the mountain range of the mountain areas, white capped mountains all around me. But I'll never forget the moment when I looked down on the town that I was living in. And I remember looking at it and thinking, my gosh, it looks so different from this angle. In fact, I've never seen this town from this angle before. And as I reflected on that and had a conversation with myself and with Chris, I noticed that my perspective of how I saw that town changed my perspective and my view of how I saw things had changed. Now, this is the thing is that the, the town hadn't changed, but my perspective of it had. And because of that, I started to see it in a different light, started to notice different things about it. And now the reason why I'm telling you this story is because stories change perspective. Stories enable people to shift how they think and how they view their world so that you are in a better place to encourage them, to move them forward, and to influence them to really take action in their lives. So let me just press pause. Let me just press pause right now during this, this conversation with you. Did you notice my story, right? You, you went on the journey with me. You went on the journey with my story. And then I talked about the insight and the idea. So we're going to get into some more practical elements in part two. But did you enjoy that? That process of that story? Well, that story was, was one of my signature stories. Now, I use that story depending on what keynote I'm delivering, whether that be on a virtual stage or on, on a live stage. But that keynote really, uh, sorry, that particular story is one of my 
one of my signature stories. So what I'm going to do at the end of this session is I'm going to unpack how you can discover some of your signature stories. And then like I said, in part two, we're going to draw out the gold of those experiences and then actually talk about how to implement it and then how to actually create stories that sell. Now, this is what we know about humans. We know that they've at least got these three needs. There's many other needs, but I think these three needs specifically are related to story. First of all, in every human, there is a need to connect. There's a a need to resonate, to connect, to feel connected to in a story. And I think stories do that. Whether you're keynoting on a virtual or live stage on a webinar or, or a workshop, you need to be able to connect with your audience very quickly. And a story is one of the best ways to start with, especially if you're doing a keynote presentation. In fact, uh, the time there's this recording, I'm doing a keynote at a virtual summit uh, coming up in about a week or so to quite a big audience. And I'm going to start with a story. And so because stories really connect you and they relate with you. The second need is that in every human being, we have a need to feel appreciated and acknowledged. And what I love about what story does is, first of all, it brings out your experience. But when you tell the story in the right way that you're going to learn soon, the audience will not just be listening to your story, but they'll also be hearing their story, their own story in your story. Like, for example, when I was telling my story of the Sierra Mountain, the climbing this mountain, Were you having little moments throughout the story where you were starting to think about parts of your life that related to it? And it maybe had nothing to do with a mountain. Maybe it had to do with a relationship or maybe your business or maybe a challenge that you were facing right now where you felt uncertain, you felt confusion, you felt like you got yourself in a place where like you you didn't know what the goal was anymore because that's the power of story. So it actually innately acknowledges the listener and the actual individual itself. And third of all, is that we all have this need to to know each other. And we have a part of our ego, which is called, it's referred to as the need to know. And we have a need to know each other. And when we know each other, there's more trust, there's more speed of connection, and that's a lot of it through vulnerability, which we'll talk about soon. But, but those three needs, the need to connect, the need to feel appreciated and acknowledged, and the need to know, all of those three needs are met in story, right? But this is the thing, guys. I want you to hang in here. This is the thing with story. Here's the problem. As much as we have these needs, we also have these three fears around story. Let me, let me know if, they, if you relate to these. The first fear is the fear of being found out. So sometimes when we tell stories, there's this fear of, oh my gosh, if I tell this story, is this too vulnerable? Is this too exposing? Is this too, you know, like on the edge? And so one thing that I've learned through doing, you know, over a decade of professional speaking is that it's very rare that you can go over the edge. Now, are there some stories that shouldn't be told in certain contexts? Absolutely. But to be quite frank, the the more bold I've, I've become in my storytelling, the more vulnerable I've become in my storytelling, the more I got paid on a stage. It was fascinating. So stories are really connected to how much you get paid and how well you tell stories. The second thing is this fear of being judged. And we all have that's part of our ego, it protects our safety and protects our self-identity. But we have this fear 
of being judged, right? And so it's like, oh my gosh, not only will I get found out that maybe I'm not as good as people think I am, but it's this fear of being judged of who I am as a person. And so we have, as much as we have these needs in us moving us forward, we also have these fears in us pulling back of like, this is what stops us from telling these stories. And the third fear is the fear of not being enough. That fear of like, will I be good enough? The fear of not being enough. Now, this is the thing. Those three fears, first of all, just through even knowing those fears, it's already starting to release you from those fears. It's already starting to release you from the hold that those fears have. And you know what? All those fears are universal. So, so this is the thing, is that as much as you are special, you're an individual, there's only one like you on the planet, you're also not that special. Now, <laughs> what, I, what, no, what I mean by this is, I mean, you're not that special that you're the only one with these fears. So often we think, oh my gosh, I've got this fear of being found out, this fear of being judged, this fear of not being enough. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm the only person with this fear. No, you're not. You are not that special. Now, I know we've grown up and I grew up and my kids are growing up in that generation of, you know, everyone teaching that everyone's special and you are special 100%. But when it comes to your own fears, you're not that special. Like you're not that special. You're the only one with those fears. So this is what's really powerful. In you even just learning this right now, it's already starting to normalize, starting to allow you to release those fears so that you don't have to actually hang on to them. So this is the thing, is that when we tell stories, we we move towards those three human needs of connection, relationship, acknowledgement, and just knowing each other. And then, but we also have to move away from those fears of being found out, the fear of being judged, the fear of not being enough. Is this making sense? And that's why, this is why you are feeling so much tension in your storytelling. This is why you're feeling so much tension. Now, I need to premise this that storytelling, signature storytelling, is only one of nine techniques you you need to use whenever you speak. It's one of nine what I call infusion selling techniques. Now, infusion selling is this idea of when you speak, you are not just speaking to educate, you're speaking to enable and empower someone to commit to their next level which is essentially selling them a new idea, a new um, level of who they can be in their life, right? So infusion selling, because a lot of times people come to me, especially they want to learn how to sell from stage, whether that be virtual, like a webinar or a live stage. And, and, And what I tell them is you can't just teach and then sell. You have to do it all at the same time. And now when you tell your stories in the right way, what will happen is your teaching and engagement and entertainment and all the good stuff will be happening at the same time as someone being empowered to take whether your program or to download your thing or just to, to be honest, even just to commit to themselves on the idea itself. And so, because there's a big difference between just education and speaking in a way that truly moves someone forward. And so, 
I really want to want you to know that signature stories are literally just one of nine techniques. But I tell you what, they are so powerful. Now, why are signature stories so powerful? And and we we're going to go through three reasons that I think that will really be revelatory. Like it will be like a a bit of an epiphany for you. They're quite profound. We're going to go through three reasons and then I'm going to do the practical exercise that honestly, I reckon this is going to give you so much confidence. So the three reasons why stories are so so powerful is first of all, it moves past the conscious mind. So when you tell the story, the conscious mind opens up and goes straight into the unconscious. And what that does is it allows the person to be in a place where they can be more empowered to see a shift in their life. That's the first one. The second one is that the audience, like I said before, doesn't just hear your story, they hear their story. And so that's why it's so powerful. And the third reason is that it transfers a belief. It transfers an idea that will empower the individual. So we're getting this, right? We're getting this. We understand the fears. We understand the needs. We understand the reasons. So let me take you through a really practical exercise that you can do right now or when you get home that will help you to discover this. So I want you to think about your life from a timeline perspective, from when you were younger, maybe in your teenage years, to you know your middle age, like you know young adult years, you know like twenties, you know eighteen to twenty eight, twenty seven around that, and then you're starting to get into your adult years around like let's say like you know twenty eight or thirty into your forties, and if you're older, you know forties to fifties into your older, you know, and then fifties to sixties as you get older and older. So think about it almost in like ten to fifteen year blocks, and as you reflect on that right now, I want you to bring up in your mind the various moments and experiences that you had that had an emotional impact. I want you to think about um, times that you had an, that had an emotional impact on you, whether that be, excuse me, negative or positive. Uh, maybe it was an emotional impact because you had a really big decision to make. So I want you to think about emotionally impacting situations and circumstances. That's the first thing. Second thing I want you to think about is circumstances that were hilarious, like funny, stupid, anything self-deprecating, something that you did and you look back on it now, like one of the podcasts that I shared before a couple of series ago about me being naked on Instagram. Like honestly, it's one of the funniest stories that have ever happened to me and that story, it was very self-deprecating uh, and it's just hilarious, right? And so when you think about funny situations, it's like usually things where you've done something silly or something wrong or whatever like that. I want you to think about moments where you made big mistakes. When were some moments when you made some big mistakes? They can make really good signature stories. I want you to think about moments when you made big decisions, like when you made a really big decision. So let me give you a list of just a few of mine. I've got a lot more than these. But for me, you know, let me, a few of them. I know for us, moving our family from Australia to the US, right? Big decision. That is a signature story for me. Uh, the first time I took a corporate job and, and basically got fired. That was, that's a signature story for me. Climbing a mountain in the Sierra Valleys, which I told you, which by the way, I haven't finished yet. I don't know if you could feel that tension in the story. And I'm going to finish that story in part two. So you better hang in there. 
So that particular story. I've got a pizza delivery driving story. So I used to be a pizza delivery driver. It's hilarious, but it's how bad I was at pizza delivery driving. When I decided to uh, get married, ask my wife to marry me was another signature story. When I decided to have kids, when I decided to step on stage for the first time, the first time I got a, a speaking gig, that changed my life. The first time I truly dialed in like a, a, a virtual webinar presentation and I earned more than I did speaking when I traveled. That was that was a signature story for me. You know, like there are so many, that's just just a few. I've got like 50 different signature stories and you have the same. And so what I want you to do right now is I want you to think about just one, just find at least one moment that had an impact on you. And that's going to be the experience that we're going to work on in part two. And also, we're going to go deeper in a training that I've got coming up. Now, by the way, if you enjoy my style, then I've got something super special. I promise this to you. Now, once a year, I do some really advanced training for free. And this advanced training is, it's, it's like a three-part training series where we go deep into designing your signature talk so that it really like organizes your content and actually moves your audience to join your programs. We go deep into your signature stories that sell because today we're discovering signature stories, but there is a difference between a signature story that, that connects and resonates and a signature story that sells into your programs. But you need to start first with just understanding signature stories. And so that's why I wanted to do this. And then and then in the training series that I've got coming up, which is separate to even this, this piece of content here, we're going to go deeper. In fact, it's a continuation. We're going to go deeper into not just signature stories, but signature stories that sell. Does that make sense? And so we're also going to talk about the nine infusion selling techniques because remember signature stories is just one of them. So if you want to learn how to confidently and effortlessly, not just design content, but deliver content on a virtual stage right now, I think virtual stages are the hottest things right now. If you want to know how to speak and sell confidently and effortlessly on a virtual stage, I'm telling you, you've got to come and join. Now, we're also going to give away some super special bonuses that if you join the series, you're going to go in the, you know, like the raffle. In fact, one of my team members is going to pick someone based around some criteria of joining and interacting, but we're going to give away a $500 Amazon gift voucher, literally just for joining up and being a part of it. And we're also going to give away a $200 gift voucher. And we're also going to give away my 10 top business books. We're going to we're going to send them to you. Um, so we're going to give away like that as literally just for being a part of it. It's like, it's sick. So how do you be a part of it? Well, you just simply go to speakandselltraining.com. So a, so speak, A-N-D, and selltraining.com. So just go to speak, literally even right now on your phone, go to speakandselltraining.com, register yourself, and that is where we're going to go super deep into this stuff. There's going to be a workbook. There's some cheat sheets available with it. Like, honestly, it's going to freaking blow your mind. And so if you like my style, my content, make sure to head over there right now. 
The link will be in the actual show notes as well. So if you're listening on iTunes, you can just go to the actual episode. There should be a link in there as well. But you can just type it straight into your browser, speakandselltraining.com. And you're going to get access to some more advanced stuff because we've only started this journey. So like I said, this is part one of part two, just around signature stories. So I trust you're getting a ton of value here. But right now, I'd love you to go and just just register because what's going to happen is we're going to do this signature story stuff now and then the training is going to open up and there's going to be literally thousands of people in there. It's going to be mad. It's going to be insane. Like the energy is going to be incredible. I'm going to be answering your questions. My team's going to be in there coaching you and supporting you. Like it's going to be insane because getting on virtual stage and rocking it, not just entertaining, but rocking it in a way that moves people, that entertains, that educates, that moves them into your programs is insane to growing your business and your life. So so head over, speakandselltraining.com, get yourself signed up right now. And hey, I'm just really excited. And you'll go in the winning, you go in the uh, draw, should I say, to win uh, three of the, one of those three prizes, which we're giving away, which is pretty insane. So look forward to seeing you inside there and uh, hey, hang in there because round two of Signature Story is dropping uh, very soon. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast, yo. See you soon. Have you heard the news? I'm doing something really different at the moment, something that I rarely do. Now, if you're a coach, a course creator, a speaker, and you want to learn how to use virtual stages to sell your programs and your products, then this is for you. I'm running a brand new in-depth training series and it's free. It's called How to Speak and Sell on Virtual Stages. Now, in this new free advanced training, you're going to discover finally how to use your signature story to sell your programs without ever needing to sell. In fact, you'll finally Discover how to tell your story with absolute confidence so that it resonates and influences your audience. I'm going to be going through what I believe some of the biggest mistakes people are making right now in this current season when it comes to selling on webinar or any sort of virtual stage. And I think that this is costing people, and I've noticed it, costing people dearly. In fact, some of these mistakes can seem really small, but they can have huge consequences. You're going to learn why selling at the end of your presentation is one of the worst things that you can do to enroll new clients and the surprising thing you should do instead. Hey, you're gonna leave feeling really confident, clear and ready to deliver on virtual stage and even offline stages, finally in a way that truly connects with your audience, your ideal customer and moves them to join your programs. Hey, if you're interested in finally learning how to speak confidently and sell on a virtual stage, which I think should be done right now, make sure to go to speakandselltraining.com. That's speakandselltraining.com. And you'll see the registration page. This is a limited training series and it's happening live right now. So make sure to click the link in my bio or go to speakandselltraining.com, register yourself. And I look forward to taking you through this advanced training series. We'll see you inside.